What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Slider Crusaders. America's the greatest country in the world. Thanks for being here on our latest special. I've always been hesitant to use this word. It seemed overly dramatic, or I I think I had a vision for what this word meant, literally a vision for it, and whatever was happening didn't precisely fit that vision, so I just dismissed the use of that word. But I've come to see that there is no question that people have been using this word all along are right. What's happening at our southern border is an invasion. I went back to the original Webster's Dictionary, 1828. I only go to the original dictionary to find out definitions of words. And there's two definitions. First, a hostile entrance into the possessions of another, particularly the entrance of a hostile army into a country for the purpose of conquest or plunder or the attack of a military force. See, I thought that an invasion was only the the, the military, like um, the military of another country coming and invading into our country But then I thought, well, what's the difference between a military and hordes of military-aged men? Oh, but there needs to be like a commander of the military. What if the person orchestrating this is in your own country? Does that count still? I think it does. The second definition, an attack on the rights of another, infringement or a violation. I hear a lot of people on the left calling this a humanitarian disaster, what's happening at the border. But they say that from the perspective of the illegal immigrant. It's from their perspective, it's from the Venezuelans' perspective that this is a a humanitarian crisis. If there is a humanitarian crisis, what about from the perspective of the American citizen? Which is of course who our loyalty must be to first, right? Right now there are, you know, like 11,000 illegal immigrants coming across every day. 11,000 a day. And they're sent all around the country and they stay here. And the Democrats are coming out and they're saying, oh, this is a problem here. We got a problem. You know what the solution is? Give them work permits. Here's AOC saying this. By the way, she's getting yelled at. People screaming, close the border in the conservative bastion of Manhattan. So you can't hear what she's saying in that clip, 
What she's saying there is we need to get work permits for all these people. We got to get them off of welfare and get them working. Why? Because they say these migrants, which by the way, they're not migrants. Birds migrate. People don't migrate. The idea of a migrant is uh, someone's coming from Mexico into America to pick uh, strawberries, and then they're going to go back to Mexico. That is a migrant. These people are not migrating. They're coming here and they're staying here. But the argument is that they need to get on work permits because they're on welfare and they're taxing our social services. We're going to talk about that later in the show. So we need them to work so that they can pay their own way. That's what Bill Clinton said just the other day, too. It's like, no, 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 no. We don't need them to work. We need them to go back home. One of the talking points from the right for a long time has been, we got to, we're against illegal immigrants and immigration because these people are taking our jobs. And by the way, this isn't just a right-wing talking point. Famed labor hero union leader Cesar Chavez in California. He's a hero. They have a day off. California's a day off because of Cesar Chavez. There's statues on college campuses to Cesar Chavez. They love Cesar Chavez. But he hated the wetbacks, as he called them. He was a union boss. He hated illegal immigrants because he knew that indeed they take our jobs. Right, so conservatives would say, hey, we don't want illegal immigration because they're taking our jobs. And people on the left would laugh at it, laugh at conservatives. And I know because I used to be that person. But now we're at the point where the Democrats are saying, hey, 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 hey listen, American citizens, don't worry. We're going to solve this problem by making it easier for them to take your jobs. No, no, we're going to give them work permits so that they can legally take your jobs. Or at least lower your wages. And then maybe one day, they'll be paying for your welfare. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, just announced that there are 18,000 job openings from 400 employers, people willing to hire asylum seekers. We'll talk about asylum seekers, what that propaganda term means coming up as well. You know that ABC News poll that came out recently that had uh, Trump up by 10 points over Joe Biden? Remember that poll? The same poll... Uh, had Biden's approval rating at 30% on the economy, approval rating on the economy at 30%, but his approval rating with the U.S.-Mexican border was at 23%. I think the top two issues that people vote on are the economy and the border. Don't listen to any survey. A lot of surveys come out and they ask people what the most important topics are. Don't listen to that. Right? What people say they care about can be very different than what they actually care about and what they're actually voting on, right? People will give answers as to what will make them look the best as to what they really care about. But in the end, that's not what they actually care about. What they really care about is the economy, my money, and the border. There's a visceral, a visceral instinctual reaction to really both those things, caring about money, and I see my country being invaded, right? I just see it, I see it, and that's bad. When people see their country being invaded, they're not going to vote for that. Not like we've seen it lately. And illegal immigrants are coming in like never before. It's not an exaggeration. It's like never before. The other idea from the left is photo IDs. That's another one which we need to be against because that's just an institutionalization of these people that shouldn't be allowed here at all. NBC News wrote an article the other day about uh, Donald Trump saying that if he's reelected, he would immediately invoke the uh, Alien Enemies Act. It's part of the Alien and Seditions Act from 1798. But Trump said that he's going to target suspected gang members, drug dealers, and cartel members. That's his focus. 
gang members, drug dealers and cartel members. I'm like, okay, good, but that's not enough. Like, why are we, why are we stopping at drug dealers and cartel members? Like, obviously we need to get rid of those people. But what, what about everyone else? What about everyone who came across illegally in the last three years? Let's focus on that. What about the 10,000 people who came across yesterday? What about them? By the way, you may not hear about the border in the news every day. It pops up every couple of weeks. It'll be in for like a day or two and then it goes away again. It, has, it doesn't stop. It's not like the border, it's not like we close up the border and then the illegal immigrants find a hole and they dig through the hole and then it's in the news and then uh, we plug up the hole and then the news goes away. Oh, it's all that. No, no, it's always open. It is always open. We just get distracted. We talk about other things. It's always a problem. If there were 10,000 people who came across three weeks ago when it was big in the news, there's still 10,000 every day coming across. But what about those people? We're not going to deport those people too? Maybe future again, President Trump? Well, you know what the truth is? Under current law, they can't. They can't be deported because they're seeking asylum. Now, of course, we got to change the law, and I'm sure there's some executive order things that can be done. This is why Trump, by the way, had remained in Mexico. So there's five reasons why someone can be granted asylum. If in your home country you are discriminated because of your race, your religion, your nationality, your political party, or they call it a particular social group. So this would be like freedom fighters. So if you're a freedom fighter in Iran and um, they consider you a terrorist, right? You, you can't go back there or else they'll kill you. That's it. Those are the five reasons, right? That's it. Those are the only five reasons. Because you come from a poor country, that's not enough. Because there is a, 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 you have a terrible government back in Venezuela and you want to leave because there's not enough jobs there, economic asylum is not a thing. So none of these people, once they get their asylum hearing, will ever be granted asylum. Not one of them. But the asylum hearings aren't until 2027. And who knows if they'll even ever go to that. And they may not even need to go to that because they'll probably be granted, if the Democrats keep winning, they'll be granted citizenship or work permits or work visas or green cards before that day even comes. But these people say asylum because if you get your foot in America and grant asylum, we can't deport you until your hearing. That's what the law currently says. We can't deport you until your hearing happens. That's why Trump said, oh, no, no, remain in Mexico. You wanna apply for asylum, that's great. Do it in Mexico. And then when we have your hearing, we'll let you in if we grant it, but not in the meantime. So this is basic stuff, the basic stuff, very, very simple to fix. But because we're not following the law, right? It's crystal clear in the law, but because we're not following it, we're just encouraging more lawlessness. And you're being lied to, of course, in the process. This is a New York Post headline. Migrant children pictured howling in pain. Howling in pain as they crawl through razor wire. Okay, well, how about an alternate headline from the New York Post of all places? Uh, parents picture dragging their young children through razor wire. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's really bad for your children. But when you want that to stop, I would like to create a situation where that's not a thing that happens. Somehow, you and I become the bad guy. Coming up next, we have former CIA official, we have a former ICE agent to give us some insight on all this. And the final segment, 
we have to talk about the true problem with illegal immigration. It's actually not about the economy. That's a problem too. It's not about their taxing our social services. I hear that all the time too. Conservatives do not fall for that trip trap. Do not say that. Oh, well, uh, they're taking up places in our schools. That's not the reason to be against it. That's a reason, but that's not the reason. There is one main reason to be against all this massive illegal immigration in America, and no one is saying it. We will talk about that in the final segment of this show, of this special today, the invasion. It's in fact what it is, the invasion of America. Mike Slater, the first TV, spread the word. my testimony that the border is secure. The president have worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much, better than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure. It's a great montage. And the pictures on the right don't even pretend to tell the full story of what's going on behind the scenes. Mike Baker is here. He's the host of the President's Daily Brief podcast, former CIA officer. Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. I'm grateful you're here. So I want to ask you the opening question that we opened our segment with. Is this an invasion? So putting your, your former CIA member hat on, how do you define that? And is that what this is? Or what other word would you use to define it? Yeah, it's, I suppose an invasion would imply what we're looking at with Putin, right, in, into Ukraine. That's what most people think of when they think of invasion. It is a concerted strategic military um, operation, right? Now, if you substitute, um, the cartels for Putin's military, then yes, because what's happened is they've taken advantage of a self-inflicted wound by the Biden administration to leave essentially open borders, uh, despite what the montage said. And the cartels have taken that opportunity and are now essentially leading the invasion because they're controlling the border, they're controlling the border certainly on the Mexican side, um, they're controlling the flow of all those humans pouring across the border on a daily basis. And so, yes, I think invasion, um, you know, it can take many shapes and forms. And I think this certainly fits the bill. What are these cartels doing at the border? What are they bringing across? Well, uh, narcotics and humans, uh, you know, not to oversimplify the matter, but essentially that's it. And then uh, it's, look, if you were, if, if the cartel operations and there's a number of cartels obviously right and uh, there's a, a lot of infighting that goes on to control portions of the border because essentially if you're a corporation 
as a cartel, you are currently uh, just knocking it out of the park in terms of your uh, your quarterly returns and your revenue streams and, and what you can return to the shareholders. Uh, they're making unprecedented amounts of money uh, along the border. And essentially that is coming from human trafficking and uh, an increased flow of narcotics. But El Chapo's family said they're done. They're out of the fentanyl business. <laughs> What's the yeah. problem? What are you worried about? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, look at that. El Chapo's uh, family's seen the light. They're they're wiping their hands clean of fentanyl. Well, look, there's there's two parts to that, right? First of all, they're making money off of fentanyl. Second of all, there is I I, I suspect look, these these are business operations, and they've been in operation for a long time. So they understand the ebb and flow of U.S. law enforcement, the ebb and flow of U.S. Mm. public opinion. Uh, they spend a lot of time watching that. I mean, right? They're operating as a business would. And so, in part, what's what, what you're seeing with that is is El Chapo's family basically saying, you know, the increased attention towards fentanyl is screwing up our other narcotics trafficking operations, right? It's bringing in additional unwanted attention and to some degree, uh, law enforcement resources. And so, you know, it's it's a bit of a PR exercise on their part. But there's, there's so there's two parts of that. But it, it's it's not like the uh, El Chapo's gang is getting out of out of the narcotics business. No, It'd be like Coca-Cola being like, you know what? No more Coca. Yeah. We're done with Coca-Cola. We're, we're just it's, okay. it's 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 time. It'll be the obesity epidemic is a big problem. We're gonna stop with that. Um, That's right. What is the CIA's? Out so well. Yeah. Yeah. What's the CIA's role in in understanding what's happening at the border and then before, like as things are brewing? down in Venezuela and Colombia and everything else, and people are coming up and through up, you know, the Darien Gap and up through Mexico. What's the CIA's role now? Yeah, by the way, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is making his way towards the Darien Gap uh, to, to, to talk with the immigrants um, and explain that New York is, is not the place to be. <laughs> so if you wanted to think that this could get any more bizarre, a Democrat uh, mayor of a the major U.S. city going down to try to stop the flow of migrants by saying, "Hey, you know, we're stretched in on resources." You know, I don't know whether he's going to try to convince him that San Francisco is a better spot. But uh, look, the, the the role of of the CIA is uh, as it always is uh, on national security concerns. It's a provision of intelligence and and liaison with our partners. So primarily, what are we talking about here? We're talking about DEA, CPB. Um, and, and, you know, state and, and federal officials who can utilize the intelligence that the agency gathers uh, on uh, cartel operations, uh, on the potential uh, complicity of, of uh, individuals within militaries and law enforcement down, you know, below our southern border uh, in, in uh, I hate to say that, you know, there occasionally could be some complicit uh, actions by the part of law enforcement in other countries. Uh, but that's that's the role essentially, right? I mean, you know, it's it's we have a counter narcotics center, uh, much like we have a counter terrorism center, um, and you know, we have worked against the narcotics problem for decades, and you know, it's uh, it's always been a heavy lift, uh, in part because U.S. policies, you know, shift and change, priorities change, our focus, you know, adjusts. Sometimes it seems as if the U.S. You know, no matter who's in the White House, you can't do more than one thing at a time. So multitasking becomes a problem. 
I've, I've gone back and forth with the war on drugs and what to do about it and what to think about it. But at this point, with the chemicals coming from Wuhan, China, going to Mexico, up through the border and poisoning America, I think was it was it Ross Someone a while back was like, oh, this is this is a this is just a chemical warfare against the American people. It's like, like a leading cause of death amongst people of certain demographics. Like, this is crazy what we're allowing here. And I think it's worthy of a war. What do you say to that? And then also, what's the threat to our country that you see at the southern border as a former CIA agent? Well, I think that the, I'll, I'll flip those and, and answer the last one first. But if, uh, you know, from the 30,000 foot level, the biggest threat we've got is if you don't have secure borders, right? If you don't, if you don't control your borders, you know, and this has been said many, many times, and you know, you're not really a nation, right? You're, you know, it, it, because every other nation out there, and trust me, I've lived all over hell and back, right? I've been, I, I spent my entire adult life and most of my childhood overseas. And every nation protects its borders, secures its borders, right? I mean, try to, try to go illegally into Mexico and live there and get a work permit and health benefits illegally. It's not going to happen. Right? But the U.S. Uh, tends to be the only country out there that, that apologizes or feels angsty about you know, the secure border concept, right? because somehow the Democrats have convinced everybody that if you want to secure the border um, and understand who's crossing that border coming into your country, then you must be racist or anti-immigrant. And, and that's just a load of crap. So, you know, we, this is, this is a, a, a top line national security concern. And if we don't get it right, right? You, and you can secure the borders and have immigration reform. You can do both of those things. I mean, I don't, I don't think our current politicians can do those two things because they're so dysfunctional, but you know, you can actually multitask and do those things. Where there's a will, we don't right now. Mike Baker, we host of the President's Daily Brief podcast. Of course, check it out, former state officer. Mike, wonderful to meet you, sir. Appreciate you, keep up the great work. Uh, of course. Thank you, man. I appreciate your opportunity. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Coming up next, we'll talk with a former ICE agent, get his insight in this, and then I'll end up with, we'll end up with my, uh, the, the, the number one reason why we need to be against illegal immigration. There's plenty, right? You just heard a bunch right there. But what's the top reason from my perspective? We'll share it with you coming up. Mike Slater, the first TV. Spread the word.